Aman Erum sits in the back of a battered yellow Mehran taxi and asks the driver to take him to Pir Roshan Road. The elderly driver turns in his seat, its brown fabric ripped along the back, exposing dirty yellow foam. That's not the address you gave on the phone, he says, hoping to renegotiate the fare. There's a spring digging into Aman Erum's back. He adjusts his body against the broken seat. Let's get moving, Chacha. The taxi's windows are all open, but Aman Erum smells something that bothers him. He can't tell what it is. He looks at the greasy side mirrors held together with strips of duct tape. It's not the slackened seat belts. Aman Erum tries to roll his windows down further, but it's stuck. They drive past walls covered in red and black graffiti, political slogans written in thick cursive script. Boys in packs of four and five wrapped scarves round their faces to shield them against winter nights as they painted what patches of Mirali were not guarded by the military. Azadi, they scrawled. Freedom. It has been months since Aman Erum returned home to Mirali after a long time abroad. He never thought he would come back. Aman Erum's childhood in Mirali, as compared to that of his brothers, had been idyllic. As the eldest son, he had accompanied Inayat to the mosque to meet with friends and relatives every Friday after closing the family-owned carpet shop for the day. And every summer, Aman Erum had been the fifth member of his father's annual fishing trip to Chitral. He would lie awake at night throughout the late winter and early spring months, the idea of the trip keeping him company and supplanting sleep. His father and his three friends, men who had grown up within walking distance of each other and whose families were now connected by marriage and children, had been going to Chitral for as long as Aman Erum could remember. He had been a small boy when his father first took him along. Their relationship had been so uncomplicated then. Aman Erum would load up a light blue pickup truck with gas cylinders, tarpaulin from which a large tent would be erected for the fishermen, butter, rice, pots and pans, lentils and vegetables wrapped in sheer pink plastic bags, enough supplies to carry them in through a five-day camp. He lived for those summer days, dipping his feet into the cold river in Chitral, watching his snot turn charcoal black as he breathed in the fumes from the gas lamps and smoky fires. He never wanted to go home. He remembered blowing his mysteriously coloured mucus into thin tissues and playing cards late into the night. When he was eleven years old, the summer of an especially bountiful fishing trip, Aman Nedum fell in love. She was twelve, and he had never seen anyone so beautiful. Samara. He hadn't noticed her until the moment she ran in front of him and hurled her arm upwards into the air, sending the cricket ball in her palm crashing into the wicket and forcing Aman Nedum out of a game he didn't even know Samara was playing in. Samara wore jeans and played cricket and rode horses and shot pellet guns and did everything and anything she had seen her father do. When Ghazan Afridi brought home a 150cc motorcycle from his auto shop, saying little of its provenance, only that it was Chinese-made and smuggled via Kabul, Samara learned how to drive it, relegating her father to the back seat while she tore through traffic, turning corners with the slightest swing of her hips. When Ghazan Afridi went fishing for brown trout in the icy streams of the northern valleys, Samara held the spotted fish with two fingers hooked into its mouth as it thrashed against the rocks, its gills bursting with fresh air.
Samara never complained. She fought hard and she idolized her father. When Ghazan Afridi brought home Russian assault rifles with wooden handguards and pistol grips, Samara sat on the floor, her long legs covered with still unplucked downy hair tucked underneath her, and quietly field-stripped them with her father. For five days, at the foot of the Hindu Kush's highest peak, Samara Fridi would be all Amar Nedums. They would sneak out of their father's tents at midnight to follow foreigners. Tall, sunburned young men with sandy-coloured matted hair hidden under newly bought Chitrali Pakol hats, around the local bazaar which smelled of charcoal until late into the night. One night, as they walked along the Konar River, Amar Nedum slipped, unable to see the path ahead under the ashen moonlight, and cut his hand on the rocks by the bank.